For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray get the Busted Open Nation trending. That's right. Use the hashtag Busted Open 24-7. They can't keep us down any longer. I'll explain right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Also, we get into Monday Night Raw, and Bully poses the question, is it better to be more loved or more hated? We'll explain on the Busted Open Podcast. Plus, we get into the changing of the tide in AEW right now on the Busted Open Podcast. There was something last night that got me really angry. This is the good stuff right here. Because you know I know me. I know the grenade that's about to get rolled into the room. And, Bully, you know me. When do I ever really get angry? Am I, I'm not somebody that gets angry. Really, pretty much ever. Shoot angry? Not really that often. No. This like one? Oh, oh, Nelly. Shoot angry. Now. Brother. 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 Thank you. So, as everyone knows, and I hope everyone is listening, Bully, you now host Busted Open After Dark, which is awesome. And you can hear that each and every Wednesday, immediately after Dynamite. So, if you're in your car leaving the arena or you just turned off your TV, uh, you can go here at the SiriusXM Fight Nation and listen to Busted Open After Dark. And it's for 60 minutes, and Bully debuted it last week and he did a phenomenal job number one with a bullet yes now i also have to thank uh eddie brasilli big boss man eddie brasilli uh eddie got that hour for us which i'm very very thankful for and bully i know you're very very thankful for that hour as well and more importantly the nation is very thankful for that hour but you know me, Bully. You know the history of LaGreca. You know the history of Busted Open. This was a show that started for one hour once a week. And there was a rallying cry for all the old school fans. They'll remember this. There was a rallying cry that Doug and I came up with, which was live for five. We actually hand-printed shirts that said Busted Open on the front. And live for five on the back. That was around. There was signs in arenas that said busted open live for five. And bully, you know this. And I may have shared this with the nation. There was executives that pretty much told me to shut up and stop saying it. 
and that it was never, ever going to happen. This show was never going to go live for five. Yeah, it's a cute little rallying cry for your little community of wrestling fans, but come on, enough already. It's not going to happen. And Bully, as you know, it did happen. And we did get live for five. Now, as a matter of fact, we're live for six, and now we have multiple hours of programming, and we have a podcast that is the number one podcast at SiriusXM. And we have a fan base that is as loyal as loyal can be. And this bully is where I call to the nation. Bully, you know this. There is very, very few times I call out to the Busted Open Nation. It's rare. I'll say on the air that I appreciate the nation. I I say on the air how much I love the Busted Open Nation. Bully, I know you get messages about how many listeners really love this show and how this show is meant to them. But it's rare I come on the air and ask the nation for a favor. And this isn't anything like, you know, going to podswag.com and buying Busted Open merchandise, which if you want to, go to podswag.com slash Busted Open for our merchandise. This is more about your loyalty and how you can help this show. Bully, last week, certain hashtag I came up with trended. And that was Busted Open 24-7. That's right. Hashtag busted open two four seven. Last week, that hashtag was trending bully. When was it trending? It was trending Wednesday night during uh, busted open after dark, and then it was trending the next morning as well. When myself, you, and Tommy were breaking down dynamite, and bully, we were excited about it. Right, we're kind of like high five in each other because it's it's kind of cool when you come up with the concept. It goes out there and it's actually trending. I, I, it actually brought a tear to my eye, bully, because I was like, man, you know what? Our fans really want to see Busted Open go 24-7. And my ultimate goal, my dream, bully, is for us, our brand, which is Busted Open, to be a 24-7 channel, 24-7 programming. Imagine what we could do. Imagine who you could hear if this channel was 24-7 bully. Vince McMahon created the WWE Network because he knew that the WWE fan base, who is ultra loyal, wants programming at any given moment during a day. You can watch the WWE Network 24-7. Incredible business decision by Vince McMahon. That's right. And now it belongs to Peacock, and Peacock paid all that money to have that network as a part of their streaming service. And when you go to Peacock, immediately you see the WWE icon. All right? And that is, I think, a big reason why business has expanded and gone at global as quickly as it has for the WWE. But I digress, because I'm talking about us and the nation. Now, Bully, you know... And the nation knows, and everybody who works on this show knows, that I have been doubted before. People have doubted me. But it's not just about doubting me. It's doubting our fan base. It's doubting the busted open nation. It's downright disrespecting the busted open nation. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people in suits, walking, talking zombies, 
that keep disrespecting the busted open nation. The busted open nation cannot be silenced. And I was questioned about that hashtag that went viral last week. Not congratulated. Once again, as always happens when it comes to this show, it causes an aggravation to people. Instead of saying, oh my God, look what we have. And people are actually aggravated that Busted Open 24-7 went viral. Why, Bully? What happens when something goes viral? People start asking questions. People start inquiring. The reason it went viral is because our fan base, the Busted Open Nation, is the most loyal fan base that there is. And we can't be silenced. We won't be silenced. So I encourage each and every person that's listening to my voice right now, whether you listen for three hours a day, six days a week, whether you subscribe to the Busted Open podcast, whether you hold a Hydra or a LaGreca head above your head when you go to live events or pay-per-views. I want each and every one of you because I love each and every one of you. You are my, not only my fans, you're not my friends, you're my family. You're my family. I want this trending every single day. Shove it down their throats, the walking, talking zombies with the ties and the suits that walk aimlessly in the hallways and collect the money but don't understand the creativity behind what it does to make a brand like the Busted Open Nation. I want this trending. I want it trending. I wanted it on every sign, on every Hydra, on every LaGreca head. The rallying cry now is Busted Open 24-7. Hashtag Busted open two forces. Shove it right down their fucking throats. Make them choke on it. I want their last thing that is said before they choke is busted open 24 7. I uh, busted open 24 7. That's what I want in their final breath. And their last thing in their mind is how strong this busted open nation is. We won't be silenced. We must be heard. Hashtag busted open 24-7. Everywhere. I want it everywhere. Mine eyes have seen the glory. Busted open 24-7. The nation, Dave, I have full faith. Full faith in the nation. Because last Wednesday, in our premiere episode of After Dark, during that entire hour, I threw out that hashtag and they did the rest. It was the nation that got us trending last Wednesday night into last Thursday morning. I know what they're going to do right now. I know they're picking up their phones right now. I know they're responding right now. I know they're tweeting us right now. And I know they're including the hashtag busted open 24 seven. Sirius XM gave us the platform. They don't get us, Dave. No, they, they don't gave get us. The platform. They I, don't no, understand. They, us, they, they don't gave us understand. the platform. 
the power of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. They don't understand the loyalty. I would venture to say that there's only one other show on this entire platform that has the loyalty that we have. And I think it's about time that we mention our show in the same breath as his. And that's Howard Stern. That's how loyal our fans are. For 30 years I've been wrestling. I know how loyal my fan base is to Bully Ray, the Dudley Boys, Team 3D. When I meet fans in airports, in restaurants, they don't want to talk about TLC anymore. They don't want to talk about Mae Young anymore. They want to talk about Busted Open. It's almost like my entire career has gone away because all people want to talk about is me, you, and our show. That's the power of our fan base. And a powerful fan base, as rock and roll fans, we know what a powerful fan base can do. Hell, we don't even have to look at rock and roll. We could just look right here in radio. What did a powerful fan base do for Howard Stern? You know what I want to do? I want to have a party in Central Park for the Busted Open Nation, and I want ACDC to play. <laughs> I don't think that actually happened. I think that was just for the movie, but why not? You Good. know what, then though? Even better, then we'll be the first ones to do it. And you know what? I love that you said that because what do we do every year, Bully? We always have a party for the nation. We don't charge. It's free. It's free for the nation. We'll never charge them. We don't want them to have to pay to be a part of it. You know, other, you know, other shows do. We will never do that because we respect and love the Busted Open Nation. We want them to be a part of our family. And you know what I'm asking for? I need, even, even if you're just tweeting or Instagramming or TikToking, whatever you do, whether it has anything to do with Busted Open or not, use the hashtag Busted Open 24-7. Let's get us heard. Let's get us trending. It's important because that's all these walking, talking zombies understand. And if they got aggravated last week, I want them downright angry this week. I want this trending that we cannot be held back. We cannot be unheard. We are a family. Together we are one. Now, we just heard from Paul. He says he's on board. We heard from Ariel. She's on board. Andre's on board. We know that big boss man, Eddie Brasilli, is on board. I need to know that every nation member is on board. All you got to do is tweet us right now. I'm in or I'm on board. Hashtag busted open 247. That's it. You know what? You're right. I'm in. I just need those two words. I'm in. Hashtag busted open 24-7. I'm in hashtag busted open 24-7. That's all I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Nobody's going to stop us. This will not be stopped. We will not be silenced. It's about time, Bullying. You've had to deal with it your whole career. That pro wrestling gets the respect it deserves. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland. And discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group. 
where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. And I know Punk was saying at that first episode of Collision, tell me when I'm lying. But, boy, I want you to do the same. You know, tell me when I'm lying. I want to look at AEW. Before we get back into Monday Night Raw and especially get back to the Busted Open Nation, the phones have been on fire uh, since our opening segment this morning. But, bully, would it be fair to say that AEW was in a slump coming off of all out last September. 1,000%. 
And that some that slump just kept getting bigger and bigger and longer and longer. Um, they were having trouble getting people to watch, and I believe they were having trouble getting people to buy a ticket and even go to Dynamite. I know their live events were were after a hot start were starting to decline in numbers, and I think you would agree, Bully, watching Dynamite on TV that. The houses didn't seem nearly as big as they were prior uh, to AEW's All Out in September, correct? Yes. Since Punk has has come back, I think we saw monster attendance figures in Chicago uh, for AEW Collision the prior weekend before last, for Dynamite last Wednesday, for Collision this past Saturday in Toronto, and then the biggest gate that AEW has had uh, for the Forbidden Door this past weekend on Sunday in Toronto. Uh, AEW Forbidden Door, bully, believe it or not, the third biggest wrestling show ever in Canada behind WrestleMania 1990 and WrestleMania in 2002. That was the Hogan Ultimate Warrior and then Hogan and Rock. Um. That's crazy that you say Hogan and Rock because that wasn't the main event. No, it wasn't the main event, but that's what everybody thinks of when they think of that WrestleMania, correct? What was the main event? The main main event was the World Championship match, the Triple Threat match, correct? Wasn't that the main event? Uh, I could be wrong, but I thought it was Brock and Kurt. You know what? Let me just to make sure. Isn't that where Brock... I'm, go, I'm uh, just gonna it? wait. I'm not, I'm, gonna, I'm not positive. I'm going to go back and look because I don't want to say anything that could be wrong. It no was, it was, it was the triple threat. It was, uh, uh, the triple threat for the undisputed WWE championship between triple H, Chris Jericho. No, no, it wasn't a triple threat. It was just a singles match. It was triple H and Chris Jericho. Fair enough. Um, but that's funny because, if you think about Triple H, Triple H had that main event match against Randy Orton at WrestleMania 25, and nobody remembers that match either. You think about Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, when you think of WrestleMania 25. But it doesn't matter. Um, that's two WrestleManias. Those were stadium WrestleManias. So obviously a big gate for AEW. Now, I know that ticket sales were strong for Forbidden Door before Punk came back, but I don't think it was sold out until Punk did come back bully you know to go back to the point that you just made before going to to break when it comes to cm punk love him or hate him he's box office for aew and i feel like aew is definitely on an uptick and i'm gonna say it i think it's because of cm punk cm punk i think has definitely changed the course for aew's business right now safe to say can't get on board with you a hundred percent on okay. your 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 line of thought right there. Your train of thought. Chicago. Chicago's a hot wrestling city. I think just the fact that they were in Chicago sold a boatload of tickets. And then if you saw online, you saw people saying, Oh, Punk only moved around eight or nine hundred tickets since the announcement that he was going to be there. I think Chicago sells out just for the fact that it's Chicago and maybe 
even just the rumor of Punk being back helped that. And then Punk is announced back and it puts it over the top with about another thousand tickets sold. Chicago's a a hard town to to um to, to to say definitively whether Punk moved the numbers or not. If it was Sheboygan or Des Moines or someplace else, then I would be able to read read into it a little bit more or believe in it a little bit more. So uh, that was Dynamite and that was Collision. Forbidden Door is a unique pay-per-view. New Japan versus um, AEW. They sold a lot of tickets. And then once Punk was going to be there, yeah, they sold a few more. All In in Wembley has sold 66,000 tickets just on the fact that it's AEW. The rating for Dynamite and Collision have been good, mm-hmm. but nothing extraordinary. So I think we're in a little bit of a wait and see situation also. Is there any one metric, any one number that you can put your finger on and say, this is because of CM Punk? Well, I, I, you know, I think there's just maybe, maybe like you said, bully. It's coincidence. Maybe it's when when guy- Punk was at the press conference and he talked about the million dollar gate when he was on top, right? Yes, yes. That's that's definitive. And, that's true. And, and whether it's because of Punk or not, they didn't have another million dollar gate until Punk was back. Correct. So, so, and 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 Forbidden Door was the biggest gate for an AEW pay per view. Ever. Now, listen, that's going to change Bully in a couple of months when they're in the UK at Wembley. And those tickets were selling before Punk came back. But, you you know, but you talk about TV ratings and like I say, you put more stock into it. I don't put a lot of stock into it, but we both can agree it's a gauge. Um, Punk, Punk comes, comes back. The rumor of Punk coming back, the ratings for Dynamite shoots up. Then Punk comes back and he's a part of Collision, Right. And Collision's rating on a Saturday night and last week's Dynamite rating were just about the same. Think about that. Like, they were just about the same rating because they didn't advertise Punk to be on Dynamite. They 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 uh, advertised him to be on Collision, but not on Dynamite. He kind of came. You weren't expecting him. He showed up. But Collision and Dynamite had pretty much the same rating. So is that because of Punk? I I don't know. But again, it's another gauge that you have to look at. But definitely you would agree, Bully, that more people are talking about AEW now that Punk is back than they were before. Yes, I think AEW's perception is better now than before Punk came back. I think Punk has been doing a good job since he came back. I liked uh, uh, I liked the what I saw when he came back with FTR. I liked the 10-man on collision i liked his match against kojima i think with punk it is now on a night to night basis what he's going to do when he goes out there the only thing i want to be talking about on this show is punk's performance on television i'm tired of talking about all the other stuff i think all that other stuff has become such a distraction that it, it 
I, I don't even want to hear about it. I know there are a lot of people out there who love that juicy backstage shit, but that just takes away from the product and takes the focus away from the product, away from the entertainment that we're supposed to be watching. You want to come on the show and say, oh, I hated Punk last night because his match sucked, his promo sucked, his performance sucked. Okay, fine. But I don't want to be talking about Punk because of all of that, all of the other antics that are going on. I was very happy to, to not hear very happy to not hear any BS come out of uh, Forbidden Door because that was the first time that Punk and the Bucks and Hangman and Kenny were in the same place at the same time in a long time, right? Yeah, it's true. Yep. So we did not hear any negativity come out of that. So everybody played nice. Great. So what do we what are we what are we forced to talk about? How good of a show Forbidden Door was? Yeah, and I and I think like. A lot of people say, you know what, publicity, whether it's good or bad, is good because then you get people talking. That is not the case. And I think it I think all this negativity and all that bullshit bullying, which is the point I'm making, is that that hurt AEW. I, I think I think all the backstage bullshit when it came to Thunder and Brit hurt AEW. And I especially think all the backstage bullshit when it came to the elite and punk hurt hurt it too. I, you know, because you know why? Because, Bully, it, it takes away what you want to see as a fan. Like, as a fan, I want to see Britt going up against Thunder Rosa. Quite honestly, like, they have this outsider story with Britt and everything. Okay, that's fine. Doesn't make me want to see Britt and Thunder Rosa any less. The, the ultimate match for Dr. Britt Baker is Thunder Rosa and vice versa. You know, so... In that case, with all this backstage bullshit and back and forth, if it takes away what fans want to see, it hurts your product. The same when it comes to Punk and the Elite. Because those are people that, you know, the fans want to get behind, who they want to root for. That You're, you're just kind of, to quote CM Punk from the media conference, excuse my French, you're stepping on your own dick. When you do stuff like that, you're only hurting yourself, bully. Um, and I think there's a significant amount of hurting yourself going on in AEW. Hopefully, management and ownership learns from the mistakes of the past. There are times when I have to remind myself that this is still a very young company run by a man who has never run a wrestling company before, nor has studied under anybody before. Paul Heyman studied under Eddie Gilbert. Paul Heyman studied under managers like the Grand Wizard and Lou Albano and Freddie Blassie. The, the reason I compare Paul and, and Tony is because AEW and ECW are very much the same company with AEW having a boatload of money trying to change the wrestling business and ECW not having a boatload of money and changing the wrestling business. Got to remember, Tony Khan was 12 years old in the ECW arena. ECW left more of an impression on Tony Khan than any other wrestling company out there. We can agree on that, right? Uh, he was a huge fan. He loved it. He was there. All he wanted to do was go see Jericho and, and Taz. And, you know, deep down inside, Tony Khan knows. when If Tony Khan was completely honest and, and giving you emotion from the bottom of his heart tony khan would tell you 
that he is the biggest Dudley Boy fan and Bully Ray fan that has ever existed. And we know that. Oh, yeah, that's that goes without saying. That <laughs> but goes without saying, Bully. I have to remind myself that, you know, this is, uh, you know, still a new company and there's going to be bumps in the road and there's going to be hiccups and there's going to be hurdles and Tony can learn from them. Hopefully he learned from the scrum. Hopefully he learns from this whole situation. Hopefully other wrestlers in the company have learned from it. Hopefully wrestlers who maybe have not matured as much will finally say, you know what? We can do big business with them. Here's one of the biggest problems, Dave. And we talk about Thunder Rosa and Brit, and we talk about punk and let's call it the elite, but let's call it more specifically hangman, right? Yeah. Thunder Rosa, Brit, Punk, Hangman. What is What should be the number one motivating factor in pro wrestling for making anybody? Money. Making money. Making money. Absolutely. Ding, 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 circle gets a square. What is the motivating factor for Brit to want to fight Thunder Rosa or Hangman to want to fight Punk and all vice versa? There is no extra money. They get paid downsides. There are no bonuses. This is not like back in the day where the boys got paid on the house. You make a certain amount of money every week, whether you're on TV nine times or zero times. So it's not like these wrestlers are saying to themselves, you know what? I hate that person, but I can make a lot of money with that person because they know that they don't have to wrestle that person because they make the same money, whether they do or they don't. It's an interesting point, Bully, that I don't think a lot of people have talked about or thought about. But it's, it's the, that's the truth. You know, we always come on this show and talk about how can they not put their differences aside because it's best for business. Yes, best for business is this, this terminology we use. But at the end of the day, it's going to be only best for Tony Khan's bottom line. Now, unless Tony turns around to Thunder and Brit and Punk and Hangman and goes, hey, guys. You each get a $100,000 bonus. I'm throwing numbers out there uh, for this match because I know this match is going to generate um, this amount of money and I'm going to kick it back to you as a bonus to go along with your downside. Now, these talents have a real motivational reason as to why they want to put their disdain, hatred, dislike in the back seat for the other because they can make more money. And that's it. I I understand that. And like, again, that's a point that a lot of people haven't brought up. And I'm glad that you did because I didn't even think of it that way. But there is something that at the end of the day where that will help eventually to get them more money. And I'll use, I, I'll use the example of Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker. When Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker were in the ring together, they were main eventing shows. They they made they were the main event on two episodes of Dynamite Bully. Um, again, Thunder Rosa and Doctor Britt Baker in the ring. Would you say it's on your list of top five best AEW matches or got people talking the most? That's it's in that short list of 
the greatest matches or greatest moments for AEW so far in their short history. I know we did shows on that on that one match alone. On the isn't that match. Is, isn't that the match where where Britt had that very memorable crimson mask? Yes. Yes, that's memorable to me. And it also catapulted for Thunder Rosa to get signed by AEW because at that point she wasn't signed with AEW and then she became a future AEW women's champion. I, I, well, now Thunder Rose has been out with injury, but she, you know, she said it here on Busted Open. She's close to coming back. She's battling her way back and she's been doing commentary uh, for AEW Spanish commentary for them for a couple of months now. But I mean, I think it's fair to say that Dr. Britt Baker isn't where we all hope she would be since, since then. Like, I, I feel like, I mean, we, we were having conversations about bit brick bring <laughs> I'd say that 10 times fast. We were having conversations about Brit being the face of yes. AEW. Yes. She's not in that conversation anymore. No, she should be, but she's not. So to me and bully, I'm sure you experienced it. And we've talked about it on the air so many times. There's certain wrestlers that just have great chemistry together and make magic together. I think Brit and Thunder are two of those people. And I don't know if there's ever going to be an opponent for Thunder or ever an opponent for Brit that is going to be able to even come close to what those two were able to do in the ring together. And you're correct. Brit and Thunder are each other's Sean and Brett. Yep. What it's going to take to get those women to realize that, I have no idea. But that's the truth. We got to get they, they, they the bring out, the, out of there. Yes. They bring out the best in each other because they don't like each other that much. And anybody can say whatever they want in public. Like, oh, it's water under the bridge. I apologize. This, that, the other thing in your sister's ass. They don't like each other, period. Great. I'm glad you don't like each other. It's going to make for a better match. But what's the motivation? If if Britt Baker makes... Uh, right now, remember, I'm just throwing out numbers here. If Britt Baker makes $100,000 a year wrestling for AEW, and Thunder Rosa makes $100,000 a year wrestling for AEW, and they don't like each other, straight up for a shoot, do not like each other. Can't be in the same room with one another. Why would they want to wrestle each other? What's the upside for either one of them? Because I feel like the next time their contract is up and they're negotiating a new contract, if they're able to make or duplicate the magic that they've already been able to do and Britt Baker is the face of AEW, eventually that's going to make her a hell of a lot more money than what she could possibly... I mean... Bully, we How? had that conversation. How? The only you, it, it doesn't matter what you it doesn't matter what you're worth. It matters what you can, can negotiate. And in the wrestling business, it's sometimes very hard to negotiate because you have nothing to negotiate against. See, during the Monday Night Wars, Vince and Eric were throwing money around like crazy because Vince would say, "Okay, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars," and then. The, the wrestler would say, all right, I'll get back to you, Vince. And that meant I'm going to Eric to see how much he'll give me. See, this is where that downside guarantee became such a big deal in pro wrestling. It was, it was a gift and it was a curse. 
And a lot of wrestlers need to thank Eric Bischoff because if it wasn't for Eric Bischoff, there would be no down, downside guarantee because there wasn't anything like a downside guarantee. You got paid on the house. Basically, pro wrestling is this. When we're doing well, when ownership is doing well, we all do well. But if it's bad, we're all doing bad because it's 50-50. Creative sucks and talent sucks. Or creative's great and talent is great. So the wrestler in me understands why certain talents, especially the four that we just mentioned, might not want to get in the ring with one another because there's no upside. There's no, the, where's the win? What if, what if neither one of these women have a contract coming up for two, two years? What are they going to do in two years, renegotiate with Tony and go, well, you know, me and Thunder Rosa to tore the house down two years ago, or we did great business. So the number one motivating factor in this industry should be money and not stars, like we talked about on the master's class. So I think that if Tony, and, and, and I don't think money is a motivating factor for Tony. So it's a trickle-down thing. Vince knows that money motivates people. There's a reason to get guys and gals in the ring. That's why you get your WrestleMania bonus. Because you know if you go out there and you do great business, you're going to get a bonus. I learned a very important lesson from Mick Foley one time. TLC won SummerSlam 2000. Do you remember when I climbed to the top of the ladder and Edge and Christian pushed it? And I fell through the four tables. Yes. By the way, first one to ever do that. Mick asked me about a month or two after that match. Bubba, why did you do that bump? And I said, well, Mick, I, I, I wanted to carve out a memorable moment for myself like you did taking the bump off the top of the cage. Or the cell. He said, that's fine. He goes, do you realize you would have made the same amount of money if you would have taken a clothesline? And I, Dave, that freaking light bulb went off. I didn't have to put my body on the line because money wasn't the motivating factor at that particular moment. It was, it was more for me. I wanted a memorable moment for me and for the fan base. What's the motivating factor for Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, uh, Hangman Page, and CM Punk? It might be that. It might be that same thing. And I, I, I really don't know. Like, if you give a shit about your fans, if you truly give a shit about your fan base, you will put personal in the back seat, and you will go out there and do business. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Let's look at the opposite end of the spectrum, who Cody's going to be facing this weekend at Money in the Bank, and that's Dom Dom. 
Dom Mysterio. Bully, Dominic Mysterio is getting epic boos and negative reactions from the WWE Universe, and it's the perfect storm. Like, it is a phenomenon. So as big as Cody has gotten since WrestleMania, Dom is getting that same response as a heel. And I got to tell you, Bully, I'm really looking forward to their match coming up this weekend at Money in the Bank because little by little, Dominic is getting the best of Cody, getting under Cody's skin. And I'm wondering how this is going to play out this weekend. I know how it's going to play out. I can read the writing on the wall. I don't want to stooge it off for anybody because I want our fans to enjoy it. But everything is right in place at Money in the Bank for Dom and Cody to set up perfectly for SummerSlam. And what's next for Cody? And I know what you're saying, and I'm glad that you're going to keep it under wraps because um, we don't want to expose it because I think what you're thinking, Bully, is exactly what's going to happen on Saturday at Money in the Bank. But I really want to enjoy the moment. I really want to see what happens and let the speculation begin because I'm sure that our Busted Open Nation uh, has some guesses. When you talked about a perfect storm, um, so let's use that an uh, analogy. When a storm, when um, it, uh, uh, we're in the Northeast, so when we get a bad storm, what is it called? Nor'easter. A nor'easter. That's when one storm front clashes with another storm front and we get this massive storm, a uh, rain, a bomb cyclone, a hurricane, whatever. When you take a heel who has as much heat as Dom, where the people won't even let him get out a couple of words before them booing him out of the building, and you run him up against a baby face as over as Cody and as beloved as Cody, and they come together, that's a perfect storm. You have complete opposite ends of the spectrum. You have one guy who's despised and another guy who's loved. Now, here's where it gets interesting when it comes to love and hate in wrestling. Is Cody more loved than Dom is hated? Or is Dom hated more than Cody is loved? Whew, that's a great question. And Dave, I don't Ooh. know of many people who look at it that deeply. And this is something that I've been, I think about constantly. Like, you know, I always talk about Star Wars, you know, you can only move, you can only become a stronger Jedi or a stronger Sith based on your knowledge of the force. So I'm always trying to evolve in what I've learned about wrestling and go far beyond the reasons why fans love or hate. Back to the original question. Who commands the emotion more than the other? Do you love Cody more than you hate Dom? Uh, or do yes. you hate Dom more than you love Cody? I know your answer. Yes. But I'm wondering how other fans would, would respond to that. Based on reactions... Obviously, you know I love Cody more than I hate Dominic. But I think based on reaction is what we've heard. I think most fans hate Dominic more than they love Cody. So, if you hate Dom more than you love Cody, what is that going to force you to do to Cody? Cheer. Love him even more. Yep. And that is the importance of the heel. Does it, 
We've seen get... it before. We've seen okay. it before. You know, we've seen it before in, in the history of pro wrestling, right, Bully? A baby face can only get to a certain level of love on their own. Eventually, that heel, that bad guy, who hopefully will have as much heat as a Dom Mysterio, has to come in to get that baby face to the next level of love. I always go back to how important heels are in pro wrestling and how so few of them there are. And even fewer who know how to be real heels. Keyword, real. Because there is nobody, I've always said this, without Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker is a whiny bitch from Tatooine whose life would have never evolved into what it was. And, and you need that. L listen, you know, one of the greatest heels of all time, we've talked about this before, Bully, is Rowdy Roddy Piper. You know, Roddy Piper was in a feud with Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Everything that happened at Piper's Pit with the coconut, Roddy Piper was hated. He's in a feud with Jimmy Snuka. I think you would agree, Bully, at that time, Jimmy Snuka was probably the most popular wrestler in the WWE. And then you have Hogan. And they immediately took Piper out of that feud with Jimmy Snuka and put him in a feud with Hulk Hogan. Why? Because they knew it was going to be box office. They knew it was going to be next level. And you know what? That gave us the main event in the first ever WrestleMania. So that, that tells you that you need that perfect villain. You need that perfect heel. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.